Hey there, folks. I'm Dave Holmes. Welcome to Troubled Waters, the show that treats popular culture as the most important kind of culture because, well, it's uh, the thing you're stuck at home consuming. Now, in the before times, Troubled Waters would pit two teams of comedians against each other in a pop culture battle royale. But now we are living in a prepper's paradise and everyone on the show is recording from their respective bunkers. We're mixing things up a little bit just to keep things simple because everybody knows too many people on a Zoom call is just... It's chaos, and you spend too much time looking for the perfect virtual background selection. We're not doing it. So to win this battle, each comic will be called upon to use their smarts, their rhetorical skills, maybe the college degrees they're still paying off, to earn the coveted Troubled Waters title, Pundit Emeritus. The PE title automatically gives a person's opinion on, for example, let's say the healing power of Tom Hanks' blood. More weight than a civilian's. You ready? Well, we're starting anyway. You're listening to Troubled Waters. Let's meet our players. Now, because we're playing remotely, we are no longer bound by the confines of a studio. So we are, uh, again, grabbing contestants who we love, who don't live within a reasonable driving distance of Maximum Fun HQ. This time around, we have a pair of our friends from New York City. You know where the salsa is from in the commercials? Uh, Our first contestant is a comedian. His new album, AKA, will be out on May 8th. It is up for pre-order now. Check out the podcast, Broccoli and Ice Cream, It's Mike Kaplan. Hello, Mike Kaplan. Hello, and thank you so much for having me. Happy to be here far away from you. Yeah, right? Now, where are you exactly? I live in Park Slope, Brooklyn. I I know where it is, and I didn't know whether I was going to get as specific as possible. At the last minute, Uh I was like, Bark, uh, near the Barclay Center in Brooklyn. Park Slope, Brooklyn. I didn't didn't make a mistake. There you go. There you go. You know, you radiate a Park Slope, Brooklyn. Ah, that makes sense. Yeah, and I mean that as a compliment. I really do. That is That falls under the category of things you can tell just by looking at it. I, I really like it, and I like the idea of, uh, like, there's so many things that, depending on the tone and depending on who's saying it and what they intend, could be compliments. Uh, you seem like a comedian. You seem like a comedian. You seem like Brooklyn. You seem like Brooklyn. You seem like a Jew. Hey, you know, that kind of thing. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. But no, I know Park Slope has only positive uh, connotations. For me. Oh no! Uh, well, thank you. Uh, I I sincerely appreciate it. I do. I I've been only going out into it, so I feel like I'm more a resident of my apartment uh, and or sure. the co-op or briefly the park at times. So how is it going for you? Sincerely, uh, be partially because of the album coming out, uh, I have maybe been more active doing more podcasts, or maybe everyone would be. Like, I, I don't have uh, a, an experimental con- control group of pandemic with and without album, you know? Like, maybe for the next album, hope, hope, maybe I only put albums out during a pandemic because of all the social media that gets done during that time. But 
I've been keeping like oddly busy with, you know, podcasts like this and streaming shows and various things to both help promote and also help keep connected. I am grateful to be living with my girlfriend who I've been living with for a few years. So I have a person with me, one comedy audience member uh, every once in a while when I'm performing. Have you picked up a new skill? Uh, Crafting? I, I am not crafting. She has picked up knitting in the past several months. Actually, even before the pandemic, she had she broke her ankle in December. So she's been warming up for this with some time inside, finally healed just as they were like, you can keep resting. Um, but I have I've been revisiting. Uh, I've been a musician for most of my life. Uh, and uh, since four, I was playing violin and then took up guitar in high school. And so I have been recording more music and revisiting old music and collaborating with people from afar and just for mostly fun and then maybe for release at some point. But uh, just creating uh, music that isn't for a purpose other than the joy of creating it. That's a beautiful thing. And what a perfect time to do it. Mike Kaplan, welcome. Our second contestant is a Time Out New York comic to watch. His album Clean Comedy is available on most streaming platforms. As always, title is that uh, title's the holdout. It's Zach Zimmerman. I refuse to work with title. I want, you know, royalties they can't give me. Hi, Dave. How are you? <laughs> How, uh, you know, never better. Oh, good. How, where are you? You know, I don't know what I'm radiating right now, but I do also live in Park Slope, Brooklyn. What? So, see, it you more green point. <laughs> I, I moved from there in uh, January, so that's actually quite I impressive. Uh, <laughs> I sense that, yeah. But yeah, Park Slope's very. I've only been here a month, so I'm just adapting to all the babies uh, and children that exist in this space versus Greenpoint, which is many fewer. So I'm sorry, you moved in the middle of a pandemic. I moved just before it, so it was what uh, like February first or so. Um, so I guess I've been here two months, but yeah, my landlord was like, this apartment's going to become my office. You need to leave. It was in the middle of winter, so we should feel like she's a bad person. Um, yeah. but then I found a new little spot and this is a fast way to have to nest in it, uh, very quickly. We're spending a lot of time here. Yeah. Okay. So what are, what are you doing with your time? How are you getting by? I rediscovered reading which was fun. I was sort of like, oh, I used to read. And so I I went in this little, I've replaced uh, gay acts with gay facts. So I've been reading a lot of queer history, gay Brooklyn, gay New York, like turn of the century stuff. I got into, I've never watched RuPaul's Drag Race. In the past month, I've watched five seasons of RuPaul's Drag Race. Okay, okay. I like understand so much now about... (laughs) I, I, I was going to ask who's your favorite uh, queer historical figure, but now who's your favorite queer historical figure and is that person a contestant for okay. Drag Race? <laughs> uh, probably. I, I mean, there's so... Bob in season eight is doing amazing things. I just finished season nine. I really love really loved Peppermint. That club kid look was important oh, and pivotal. I love Peppermint. But the biggest like queer historical figure, we're just like, they only have records for like the people who got in trouble, like court records. But just the idea of these like straight guys who would hook up with fairies, like, and that was like okay in the twenties, like you weren't yeah. seen as anything. I was like, oh, we we can bring that back. I'd like to hook up with some straight guys. Let's like make that a thing again. I'm telling you, we're all coming out of this experience pansexual. So, yeah. <laughs> moment will come. 
or I... asexual, Mike. Uh-huh. If if I might leap in a moment, uh, just with a, 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 I feel like the question of is the historical figure can a historical figure be somebody who is alive now? For example, on Drag Race, it seems like when you name like the category of historical figure has to be like isn't alive now or like lived at least also a long time ago. I don't know how old the oldest contestant is. My favorite queer historical figure is I think Abraham Lincoln. I don't know if that's a a fair like that's one guy who wasn't getting into too much trouble. Though I don't know if that's also. Uh, I don't mean to out anybody. The what some of his letters were in this that he wrote to his lover, and even George Washington was getting like love letters from Lafayette. Yeah. Uh, they just didn't have like the concept of homosexual, so there's just these like deep, deep uh, same sex friendships that are sort of romantic happening. Who knows? Mm-hmm. Um, but I will kill Peppermint in order to make her a. Uh, uh, historical figure. I think that's what <laughs> has to happen now. She's she is uh, she is brilliant. Are you watching the uh, the new season? I am. So you know, I'm getting a little history, but also participating in our our current moment. But also, you're fresh and current. I've never been never been gayer. Who's uh, who's your favorite from the current season? I love Crystal Method and Heidi. I don't know if everybody's watching it. Who's listening? She's this like got this southern twang. I'm from Virginia, so like I love. A little southern accent and she's so charming and she's got her little gap and she's saucy and not from money she's so funny i hope she makes it very far hi everyone i'm heidi in closet and i'm 24 years of age and i'm from Bramsor, north carolina being from a small town there's not a lot of like fashiony things or moments that really influence my drag most of it's about getting on that stage and performing really fast and making as much coin as you can so you know and I think Heidi and Closet is a funny name. I don't know what RuPaul's fucking problem is. I think it's rude to insult someone's name on a show. Like, I'm not coming on here saying, like, too. why do you have a L in your place of residence, Dave? Like, why are you, what's going on with that dumb last name? That would be so rude of me. Yeah. I would never. That would be really rude. In fact, even you just bringing it up makes me think that it's been in the back of your mind anyway. So now I'm going to have to go around you, Zach Zimmerman. Well, at least you're not a... Jesus. At least you're not an SAT prep tutor like Mike. So let's... Ooh, oh, man. Ooh, man. Ooh, can I can I do one? Here, right. Oh, Jesus. Zach Zimmerman, ZZ. What are you, a top? Hey, we're having fun. <laughs> I The library is open. I know what the library is <laughs> and that we can read each other. I've learned... <laughs> I love it. I love it. I could go on all day, but let's let's get the show started, shall we? Uh, we've met our players. Now it's time to see who has the better grasp of what matters at this point in history in the world of pop culture. So players, you will each be given uh, a moment to tell me what you think is the most important or tragically overlooked story or person or event of the past week or two. Um, Zach, we'll start with you. I'm going a little against the grain with this being, I don't know if it's called pop culture. We can make it pop culture, though. But landlords right now are get uh, having a hard time and they're being uh, called upon as terrible people. And through through the din, a man emerges. My landlord yesterday, I asked him for a rent reduction. He said yes within 30 minutes. So there there is some good in the world. Like, I don't know if that's I'm yes, there. Is. I was just like, hey, all my shows are canceled. Can I pay less? And he was like, yes. So that's like getting a raise. So I shout out to my, my landlord as like the pop culture figure. Being housed is very popular. <laughs> you know, 2020, really the is. year of being housed. 
it has an enduring popularity and for good reason. Mike Kaplan? Man, this is uh, embarrassing, but my answer is also Zach's landlord. I can't believe. Uh, oh, Can you think of another thing real quick? Yeah, I, gu- I guess I'll I'll try to. I mean, you radiate Zach's seen... landlord. Yeah, it's it's hard to. I mean, this is that was an impressive answer, wonderful, timely. I don't want to like I, I. You've already acknowledged that that might. I don't know if landlord your landlord is uh, a figure in pop culture. I don't want to say that there's any technicalities that need be played here because I'm I'm scrambling at the last moment because I did have the same answer of course if, as my bit just went a moment ago. If I uh, if I kill him, does he count as an important uh, figure? Oh. I, I think so. You, okay. I mean, look, I don't, I don't want to, uh, this is being recorded. So I'm going to say, don't do that. <laughs> but, uh, especially after he was so kind to you, um, can I move in? Is there another place nearby? <laughs> Sounds like a great landlord to have. I will say, uh, I guess maybe even deeper is, is politics, pop culture. It's hard to name the, un- the, the least covered story or the the most underrated or should be larger because I'm like, oh, let me look at the news and be like, oh, well, here's what is being covered. But I guess there's so many people trying to address things without nuance to be like there is good and bad and black and white and right and wrong. So I think uh, it is the mishmash of uncertainty that is the the unsung and sung hero in this day and age. So Zach's landlord versus... (laughs) General uncertainty. <laughs> Don't I seem silly now? Oh, I mean, you you had to go first. What I mean, I was really pulling everything out of. Please, I, I don't want to say anymore. Please, it was a wonderful answer. Well, listen, we got what we got. We're gonna go with it. We're gonna go with it. It's Zach's landlord versus overall doubt and uncertainty. Yes, and lack of nuance. Yeah, it's conceptual. We're going with it. Uh, so landlord versus I don't know what should your buzz in word be, Mike? Uh, just uncertainty. Chaos. Yeah. yeah. Uncertainty. Okay. Oh, chaos is great. Chaos yeah, either way. is sexy. Yeah. Okay. So this is our Mother's Day show. If you have not yet sent your mother a card, this is your reminder to do that. We're gonna we're gonna start our Mother's Day show with a long-awaited returning fave of ours. We have a very special guest on this episode here via FaceTime from earlier today, pre-recorded. My mom. Uh, we're gonna play a little game called. What is Dave's mom talking about? Frequently, I will get uh, a phone call from my mother. um, And if I don't pick up, it goes to voicemail. And I will get a voicemail of exactly four minutes in length, because that is the amount of time that you are allowed to talk on an iPhone's uh, voicemail, um, telling me about what's going on in certain things. um, And, oh, uh, I saw that show, and you should go be on that show. Oh, it's about a guy, and he's people are doing goofy things. And then he comes and he solves it. You should be on that show, like that kind of thing. And I'm supposed to know what she's talking about. She's, of course, talking about uh, NCIS. So I asked her to describe some celebrities. She's going to do that in her roundabout way. Ooh. You tell me who's Dave's mom talking about, okay? Now I would ask, please, do not buzz in before the clip is done. If you interrupt my mother, that's very disrespectful and I'm going to be unhappy with Let's get in to the first celebrity. You tell me, who's my mom talking about? Well, you'd get, you would know who she is exactly if I told you the movie that she's best known for. So I mean, what happens in the movie, though? Oh, what happens in the movie? Well, she's a streetwalker, and somehow this guy 
saw her somewhere and they chatted, I think, a little bit. And he liked her and he probably liked the idea of being a streetwalker as well. I don't know. I, I kind of overlooked that. And uh, anyway, he liked her and she liked him. Of course, he was rich and handsome. And, and the fella in the, we're talking about the movie, is nice looking guy too, of course. And he was real rich and lived in a hotel. And uh, anyway, they end up falling in love, really. And I think he's kind of changing her into a nice person. But anyway, she married somebody in real life and has a couple of kids. And you don't see her much anymore. I don't think, but I don't go to the movies much anymore. <laughs> so she might be, but I kind of don't think so. Chaos. Chaos. Is it Julia Roberts? It was Julia Roberts. You got it. I, I feel like, I mean, I, I think that was a perfect description of her uh, and like a taboo version where she wasn't allowed to say the name of the movie Pretty Woman. The only part that I would take issue with, which is a mere like a minority report here, uh, I think that she changed him into a good person more than he changed her. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. I think you're absolutely right. I, just, I think you're absolutely right. I love that Julia Roberts is being referred to as a streetwalker, and that's her claim <laughs> to fame. That is a phrase mm -hmm. that needs to come back. Uh, but I guess mm -hmm. in our moment, not a lot of people are doing that. So walking on that's actual true. streets. Yeah. Yeah. If you're going to do it, there's a whole different protocol now. I love that she then leaned into her uh, like actual life. We got a summary of yeah. Pretty Woman, and then she had mm -hmm. kids. What if that was the part that put it over the top for me? I'm like, I don't see it. Wait, two kids, Julia Roberts. Yeah, yeah, there it is. <laughs> there it is. Okay, one point for Mike Kaplan. Let's find out who my mom's talking about now. Oh, honey, this guy is so handsome. And he's a movie star. And, and, and he's usually a blonde, and he has blue eyes. And he's got a sensational smile. Mm. <laughs> and uh, his hair, he usually has a clunk of a down on his forehead. Um, that's the way it was when he was young. He is no longer young. Mm. He's at least 70 plus. And um, he hasn't been, he's not on TV hardly at all. He's not aging real well. But when you're coming from perfection, there's only one way to go. <laughs> and, and, and so uh, he was on not long ago. You know, let's, we can stop it here and see if anyone's got it. Uh, if not, we can keep it moving. I, I'll guess, landlord, and I, uh, all that's coming to mind is Bob Barker. I don't know a ton of like 70-plus <laughs> blonde-haired, blue-eyed uh, dimple in Bob? their forehead. Barker? <laughs> who's who's seventy? Who's who's uh, Joe Biden? Well, I don't know. Literally, dozens of people are in their seventies. Uh, I have a couple. I okay, chaos. Is it? I, I yes. don't think this is right, but I'm going to go Robert Redford. Robert Redford is the correct answer. Wow. Okay. Yeah. He he's also yeah. older than seventy, I think. By but I thought yeah, maybe I think she, he's eighty by now. Yeah. Yeah. And I read something that like he he's glad to be losing his looks because he used to get mobbed everywhere he goes now he can finally like even though people recognize him he can he's not like assaulted by just yeah. she sheer like joy like to the point of like you know uh fanatical fervor you know that he's yeah. he can live yeah. a life your mom was like audibly becoming not to be crude but aroused slash when she was describing him i sensed 
joy and pleasure and and good things. The the teeny bopper came out. The teeny bopper bopped out. <laughs> bopped on out. Uh, all right. Now, who's my mom talking about? He was fired from the network and I was stunned. I didn't even know he was fired. I thought he went on a vacation or something. I must have missed that show <laughs> anyway, but he was gone for a while. And then I think I saw it in the paper or something. And he was a bad guy. I mean, in that it comes out that he was a maniac for women and, you know, did bad things and everything. You never would have known it when, he, when you saw him on the news. I mean, he never, he didn't come across that way to me at all, ever. It just, anyway, ended up that he was not the person he came across as. And I was disappointed because I liked him. Just goes to show you, you, you can't ever tell. Landlord. Yeah. There's so many, Dave. <laughs> I know. So, very, so I'm just going to play my odds and assume uh, Michael pick up the other ones. She, was it Charlie Rose? No. Chaos. Good call. Yes. Uh, my guess is Matt Lauer. No. That was my other one. Wow. Because if I, I was going to say, like, I like that she said, I guess I missed the episode where he got fired as if yeah, that was it would have like happened on the air. apprentice style. <laughs> I'm sorry, you've been locking women in your office with a button that you had installed. You yeah. must go. For that reason, Lauer, I'm out. out. <laughs> wow. Then it must be, no, who else would it be? Tom, uh, Brokaw is clean, bill of health, I think, and hasn't been naughty. I think so. Uh, wow. I mean... Brian Williams. It's a bummer how many right <laughs> answers there are to this. Brian Williams. But there's didn't only one right. Do anything no, bad. No, he just lied about the being in Iraq. Story. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the correct answer, I'm afraid, it was Bill O'Reilly. Oh, oh, Bill O'Reilly. Of course. O'Reilly. I mean, I don't. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think of him in news, so that must be he's in like a different. Yeah, that's exactly column. right. And also. Yeah. Also, for me, he's exactly who you thought he was. Oh, he yeah. Was. <laughs> that was she's like, I can't believe he turned out to be a guy yeah. we couldn't trust. Yeah. 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 Uh, OK. Final celebrity person. Who's my mom talking about? OK. Oh, this uh, young woman, I think, is darling. She's been on TV for several years. She was first on with. Can I say his name? Well, oh, oh, describe him. Okay, he was on with a guy who he's probably now in his 80s, and he was maybe in his 60s and 70s when he was on TV a lot. He had a couple different shows, and uh, he, he was pleasant. And one time I saw him in St. Louis. He came to the high school that one of my boys was in for the Mother's Club something or other, and he just appeared there, and I, maybe we had to pay to see him. We probably did. But anyway, I, I was taking questions and answers, and I put my hand up, and I said, could you tell us approximately how old you are? And he said, no. Mom. Another question? You know, uh-huh, yeah. And maybe that wasn't a good question, but I was well, anxious to know if he was like I wouldn't want to be asked it. I wouldn't want to be asked it. Oh, wouldn't you? No. Even... Oh, because you're on TV? Well, no, because I'm 49. Oh, th- oh, see, that's a great But let's get, let's get back to the person. Oh, okay. Uh, oh, was I talking about the guy that she worked with? Well, the 
<laughs> we'll bleep it out. It's okay. It's okay. <laughs> oh, God. Okay, well, uh, this guy, uh, his hair was very curly. Okay. Curly, curly hair. But anyway, she's on, and it's a cute show, and she normally works with a man. The two of them chat, and uh, she's married herself, and I never see her anymore because I must be watching something else when she's on, or maybe I don't care for whoever's on with her. Oh, I don't. I I don't care for the person that is on with her, uh, but, but I like her. But anyway, he gets enough attention. Is it Kelly Ripa? It's Kelly Ripa, Zach. Because that's the only show where it's like two people talking. And she was talking about Regis Philbin yep. then. So Regis Philbin yeah, she was vi- talking about Regis visited Philbin. her, mo- what is a mother's club? I did not visit some. exactly what it sounds like. <laughs> if, if you go to Catholic school, there's typically a mother's club. Oh, okay. And they have luncheons and they do events. And, and so Regis came to her. <laughs> so she hears Kelly Ripa. I guess Ripa. he must have come to a luncheon. You know, I'd never heard that ever until today. I thought I had heard every story a hundred times. I had not heard that story. This, th- your mother is uh, darling. It's so, it's the sweetest, delightful. The sweetest. And also we're seeing the patriarchy play out because when a woman's mentioned, she pivots to the man related to ah, her, tells his story, that's very circles funny. back, discusses the children of the you, female celebrity. You are a hundred percent right, man on a podcast with three men. <laughs> yeah. I've sucked a dick at least. I'm doing my part. <laughs> I'm trying true. to. I'm trying. Some, <laughs> I, I'm the. I'm the one for sure that uh, is least helping. <laughs> uh, all right, let's recap our scores. Uh, Christian, how did we do? I think Mike got two and Zach got one. Is that correct? That is correct. Mike is in the lead with two. It's Zach just behind with one. Tight game. Underdog. As we move in to a round, we're calling <laughs> Yo Mama. This round's called Yo Mama. As in, Yo Mama, so interesting, we would love to hear more about the dynamic lady that she is. So in this game, it's all about competitive anecdotes. We're just going to ask you to tell us an amusing story about a time when your mom was the most your mom that she could be. Uh, or if, if it's not your own mother, a, a mother figure in your life, um, someone who was, uh, who was maternal to you, a time when you were maternal to someone else, uh, either to a group of friends or your own kids or... Uh, a troubled British family that you swooped in on in an umbrella uh, that you sang songs to. Uh, let's hear some stories. Uh, so this is very recent, which is perhaps why I remember it, but I think iconic, classic, my mom. She, my mom says to me the other day, I'm reading the book you gave me. And I was like, what book is it? I had given her recently, actually at my grandmother's memorial, uh, Ram Das's book called Still Here about when he had a stroke uh, and then becoming old, like uh, dealing with embracing aging, changing and dying. And my mom says it was a signed copy. And I was like, I don't know if that's I don't think it was a signed copy. I wonder what this book is now. And she says, let me look up. I It was a signed copy, but I got it on my Kindle so I don't have to ruin the signed copy. And it's the book. It's called like the ebb of the river. And I was like, I've never heard of that book. And she's like, it's kind of like Huck Finn. I'm like, this isn't help. Like, I don't. She's like, oh, maybe when I went to Tanglewood. I Yes, somebody else gave me this book around when you gave me that book. I put them together. I thought this was the one that you gave me. So I've been reading it because I thought you gave it to me. I was like, have you been in 
enjoying it at least. And she said, it's, there's a little bit of violence in it. I don't love that. So I've kind of been skipping over some parts of it. And so a thing that I do when I'm on a plane is I'll watch the show Bull because my mom loves the show Bull and she watches it. It makes me feel closer to her to watch it. And so my mom was essentially trying to do that with this book, but uh, not hitting it on either mark. It was number one, not the book I gave to her. Number two, she wasn't enjoying it, but she was soldiering through it because she's like, this is the book my son gave me and that's why I'm going to read it. He, he, there must be a reason he loves it and that's why he gave it to me. So I'll keep reading it even though it's not my favorite. So I, I told her it wasn't and I hope that she stopped reading it. What was the book? Did we I, ever find out? I think it is called Ebb of the River. I'm going to, I'll double check to see if that is wow. a book. Yep, there is a book called Ebb of the River. Oh, and it has been, according to Google, first thing that comes up, is compared to Mark Twain's novel Huckleberry Finn. So, I'll be darned. 100% okay. Richard C. Mears, Ebb of the River, River, recommended by somebody who wasn't me to my mother and you. I love that. I, I just, um, that just reminded, I'm just going to chime in here. I am obviously, uh, I can't earn points here, but I will tell you this. I used, when uh, when my dad was alive, the two of them, they spent a few years going to Destin, Florida uh, in like January. They would go down for like two weeks. There's a lot of, a lot of Catholic people in their 70s and up will leave St. Louis in the wintertime and go where it's warm, spend their whole winter there. They thought that was extravagant, so they would go down for a couple of weeks, whatever. But it was basically, while they were there, it was just a round robin of cocktail parties, right? So every day at five o'clock, someone different would host a cocktail party, and I would get the best tipsy messages from both of my parents. Ah. They would have a, a gin on the rocks, maybe a, maybe a, you know, a white zin or two, and then they would call. Um, the best of them, and it's, I unfortunately can't, I think it was just before iPhones. So I can't, I couldn't save it. But, uh, but my mom, after maybe two gin on the rocks said, Dave, like when anyone in my family can't think of a song, they call me because I will think of it for them. Ah. Dave, we couldn't think of that song where it's that fella and he, oh, and he's real skinny and he goes, D D D, And then he turns around and his eyes are crazy and it's ah. scary, but it's thriller. <laughs> Anyway, like they had thought of it and she and that she still called. Uh, that's amazing. And Dave, I, I thank you for having me as a guest, having us as guests on a show where you don't need anyone but your mother. And perhaps the rest of your, you could have your a whole podcast. Uh, she could have. Does she have a podcast? I'm subscribing. She should. She really should. Yes. And it should be called Dave Explained to Me What a Podcast Is. Because that's the net. When I say I'm going to record my podcast, that's the next question, literally 100% of the time. On that subject, can I tell you a, a real quick thing about my mom? This doesn't have to be, this Please. is just bonus story. Uh, bonus my, content? Yeah. The subscriber? <laughs> uh, several years ago, uh, my mom, who again wasn't on Facebook, uh, is tech, you know, has a cell phone, has a smartphone, but uh, didn't listen to podcasts uh, until very recently, uh, told me that she watched one of my podcasts at a point. And I was like, I wonder what that was. Oh. It was YouTube videos of uh, a comedy special that I had made. She was watching them on YouTube. She was watching my YouTube videos. I was very glad that she was doing that, just, but thought that was 
podcasts at the time. But now, now I've like sent her links to my podcast and told her I've been doing a lot of podcasts during this shelter in place time. And so she has listened to some of my podcasts, but now she's, I think sometimes when you learn a new word, you then over apply it. So also she'd be like, have fun at your podcast tonight. That's a show. That's an Instagram live. Yeah. That's a this, that's a that. right. like, it's sort of like the way text could mean tweet, could mean email, Anything. could mean DM, PM. It's like, we use them all the same. So I'm like, oh yeah, yeah. that's, she's, everything's a podcast. Why not? I'm going to have a, uh, we're going to eat at this podcast. What do you want to do next time we get together to podcast, mom? Let's just not record it and have lunch, you know? <laughs> I love it. Zach. Oh my Lord. Patty is, she's been a Red Lobster server for the past 30 years in Myrtle Beach, South Carolina. And she is a firecracker. All the, I get my anxiety from my father and like the showmanship from Patty. She loves, she has no shame, not in a bone in her body. And when, I think it was the, a Republican debate or primary came through Myrtle Beach in 2008. Her and the, her fellow servers, big fans of Huckabee, uh, Mr. Mike Huckabee, made oh. made themselves some little signs that said Huckabee. Um, and my mother practiced her chant, which was Huckabee, Huckabee. And she went to the debate or and they're like little stations, I guess, outside of the complex where the different people they've got like Ron Paul and. Uh, I forget who else was running Huckabee and this is what 2008. So whoever McCain must've been there too. Uh, Probably Michelle Bachman. Fucking Michelle Bachman. And she. Pancredo. (laughs) It was a long list. She is a sneaky woman as well. Uh, And so she (laughs) didn't stay in the Huckabee area. She went and got in front of the cameras that were pointed at Ron Paul's uh, campaign and discussion and put her sign in front of the camera and started chanting Huckabee, Huckabee. And a woman came over and told her she needed to stop. And that woman identified herself as Ron Paul's wife. Uh, ah. <laughs> to which my mother only responded, Huckabee, Huckabee! And that is, you know, Patty Zimmerman. Shameless in oh, her uh, unfortunate political beliefs. And, you know, uh, oh. sassy as can be. <laughs> That's something serving you uh, uh, cheesy biscuits and and harsh conservatism. (laughs) Uh, Okay, Um, point to Zach Zimmerman. Patty emerges as a fully fleshed out character. Uh, I would like for you to write a book about her and I would like to send it to Mike's mom. Oh, and uh, I'll vouch for it. I'll recommend it. And I will say only in this read something. In this limited context, oh, she's reading a ton, but this was, she put movies. No, I know, but it, she'll oh, yeah. read something and it'll be sort of maybe what I said. Oh, yes, yes, yes. I uh, She'll read the right thing. It'll it'll be intended yeah. and achieved. But uh, in this limited context, I'd also like to say your mom is the only person who's ever made me say, uh, I heart Huckabee. You know, that's uh, what, a, <laughs> what an endearing tale. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so we're, we're tied up to a piece. Let's, uh, let's take a little break. We'll be right back with more Troubled Waters. Hey, podcast fan, we have a quick favor to ask. We'd like to get a better idea of who you are and what you care about. So if you have a couple moments to spare, go to MaximumFun.org slash ad survey. There, we've got a short anonymous survey that won't take any more than 10 minutes to fill out. Plus, if you finish it, you'll get a 10% discount on our merch at the MaxFun store. 
MaxFun shows have always relied on support from our members and always will. The survey will help keep the few ads we do run relevant and interesting for you. Again, that's MaximumFun.org slash ad survey, all one word. And thanks for your help. Welcome back to Troubled Waters. I am your host, Dave Holmes. With us are Mike Kaplan and Zach Zimmerman. Uh, let's move into our sound round. Now, there's a lot to like about having just two contestants on the show. We obviously save money. We only need a couple of private jets per episode. <laughs> um, so to celebrate our continuing tuness, here is a round that we call We Go Together. It's all about duets. So uh, I have 10 boxes in front of me. You can't see them just because of the framing. But I have 10 boxes in front of me. One row is boxes A to E, A, B, C, D, E. One row is boxes one to five. One, two, three, four, five. Mm-hmm. Boxes A to five are lines from duets. One to five are different lines from the same duets. So you guys will take it in turn. You will open two boxes. You will see if they pair up. You get two points for each correct match. It is a test of memory. It's a test of endurance. Oh. It's a test of all of our uh, Wi-Fi connections. Uh, <laughs> Zach, you go first. Give me a letter A to E and a number one to five. I'm going to go E3, inspired by the comic convention I've never been to. Yeah, uh, E and 3. Let's hear them. Here's E. Now let's listen to 3. Young hope, y'all know when the flow is low. Well, I mean, you want to talk about beginner's luck, Zach Zimmerman. No, I... I Huckabee, it's Huckabee. It's a skill, really. That was a skill win. For me. You've you really did it. And that makes things maybe a tiny bit easier for Mike Kaplan. E and three are off the table. Uh let's uh give me give me a letter and a number. I'm gonna go with uh B4 because that sounds like a word. It sure does. B and four. You couldn't give me a lesson in long distance spitting. Anything you can do, I can do better. I can do anything better than you. Okay. No, you can't. Yes, I can. And now let's hear number four. Okay, those are not a match. Those are not a match. Those are not a match. Zach, I, it goes back to you. Give me I, a letter and a number. I disagree, but I let's move on. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they blend well together. They would be a good matchup, certainly. I'm gonna let's look. Let's peek under A and one. Uh, the steak sauce that I a do not one. use because I'm a vegetarian. I'm a vegan, Zach. Mike's better than me. Anything you can do, I can do better. <laughs> All right, let's hear it. And now let's hear number one. Hey, a match, right? Not a match. Another, not a match. Not a match. Not a match. Are you sure? Not a match. They felt yeah, similar. Not they match. felt kind of, you know. I can see where you would think that, but no. Okay. No, I can't. No. Okay. Call your uh, mom. All right. Uh, I think I, I think if I remember correctly, I'm gonna go with A and four. A and four. Let's hear them. Baby, when I met you, there was peace on. Okay, and number four. You do something to me that I can't explain. There it is. You have right. fully completed Islands in the Stream. Yeah. Martin and Kenny Rogers. Congratulations. Point to you. Okay, Zach, let's get a letter and a number. All right. Let's go see, which we have not seen yet, heard, listened to, the, the podcast hiding under C, I would like to listen to. 
watch. You literally heard that full podcast. And uh, one. See? Let's hear it. Especially for you. And now let's hear it number one. Especially for you. That is correct. That was especially for you from Jason Donovan and Kylie Minogue. Are you familiar with it, Zach Zimmerman? I'm not, but I want to make love to it. That was lovemaking music. If well, I've Zach ever Zimmerman, heard it. you clearly have not gotten up to Kylie Minogue in your gay history. Well, she's, oh, I know who she is. She's like uh, 50 and cowboyish. Didn't she release a country album? I mean, there were country elements to Kylie's last album. There were country elements to it, certainly. I mean, in the styling. You know my mother. I was humbled. I, d- I didn't listen to secular music for like 20 years, so I'm trying to catch up. I'm trying to catch up. Okay, okay. 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 I'm going to, I'm going to plug someone else's thing right now. Um, if you, uh, I forget what bar it takes place in, but it is in Brooklyn. Um, my friend Rod Thomas, who records under the name Bright Light, Bright Light, does a daytime tea dance called the Romeo and Michelle party. Mm. Um, he plays a lot of like great eighties and nineties dance music, including Jason Donovan and Kylie Minogue. Uh, he is now doing it online. Uh, he's on Twitch and Instagram live Bright Light X2. Uh, on Saturday afternoons, if you need to, uh, if you need to dance, put on some loose-fitting clothing, and shake it. Uh, okay, Mike, I'm gonna go B two. B two. You couldn't give me a lesson in long distance spitting. Anything you can do, I can do better. I can do anything. Let's, let's hear the second part, and then I have a question. Anything you can be, I can be greater. Sooner or later, I'm greater than. There you go. Ah. Done it. Who wants a, dis- a lesson in long distance spitting? How would that even go? Uh, I mean, well, in today's day and age, I think it's kind of prescient. You know, used to be you got to get close, right up close to somebody to spit in their face. But now, mm-hmm. if you can do it from six feet, you got it made. You got it made in the shade. All right. Uh, point to you, Zach Zimmerman. Well, you know, so many choices. Uh, <laughs> let's go with D, a grade I've never gotten in school. And five, uh, I don't have a clever uh, uh, anecdote about five. Ooh, you get a D on that one. (laughs) There you go. There it is. First time for everything, Zach. We haven't heard either of these, and they're going to (laughs) match. So I'm very excited. Let's hear D. Okay. There it is. Can I Opposites say something tracked. real quick yes, about you can, this? Mike. Thank you so yeah. much. Sorry to interrupt. I've just it's I'm bubbling with this like that song. She was about to say like you like movies and I like TV or or vice versa. That's one yeah. of the ways that they're opposite is that they like <laughs> diff- slightly different size screens when they never mention that she is a three dimensional human being and and he is a yes. cartoon cat who never did another thing. No, the, uh, she was uh, had a massive career, multi levels, and he was. I mean, that was kind of nice that she didn't mention how how big she would become compared to him in all dimensions. Yeah, that's not our Paula. No. Uh, okay, what were the uh, what were the scores for that one, Christian? Zach's landlord is ahead with six. Chaos is just behind with four. Chaos always just behind. Uh, we're gonna take a little break. We'll be right back with more troubled waters. Video games. Video games. Video 
games. You like them? Maybe you wish you had more time for them. Maybe you want to know the best ones to play. Maybe you want to know what happens to Mario when he dies. <laughs> In that case, you should check out Triple Click. It's a brand new podcast about video games. A podcast about video games? But I don't have time for that. Sure you do. Once a week, Kickback is three video game experts give you everything from critical takes on the hottest new releases to scoops, interviews, and explanations about how video games work to fascinating and sometimes weird stories about the games we love. Triple Click is hosted by me, Kirk Hamilton. Me, Jason Shire. And me, Maddie Myers. You can find Triple Click wherever you get your podcasts and listen at MaximumFun.org. Bye! Hey, welcome back. This is Troubled Waters. I'm your host, Dave Holmes. With us are Mike Kaplan and Zach Zimmerman. Now it is time for a game our listeners might remember from our recent Play at Home version of the show. It's a game we called Reign of Waters. We liked it so much, we wanted to give our guest contestants uh, a chance to play it too. Let me refresh you if you didn't happen to hear the Play at Home version. The game was inspired by the post-apocalyptic dragon film Reign of Fire, starring Matthew McConaughey and Christian Bale. Here's a little clip from the movie in which Christian Bale and a young Gerard Butler entertain the children of the wasteland with, um, you know, a little, uh, a little uh, IP infraction. Let's hear it. I'll never join you, the white knight says. You killed my father. The Black Knight stares through the holes in his shiny mask, and he speaks words that burn into our hero's heart forever. I am your father. Yeah, they uh, they just kind of went medieval on uh, Empire Strikes Back, a film which, by the way, this month turns 40, which is... Mm. Not a thing I'm going to think about uh, too deeply. So in the spirit of that scene, we have invited our guests to come up with their own wasteland retelling of hit blockbuster films. How do some of these stories work if you strip away the special effects and the, uh, you know, the cease and desist that is absolutely waiting for you uh, for anything trademarked? Uh, okay. Uh, Zach Zimmerman, relate the story of Back to the Future. The story of Back to the Future uh, in a post-apocalyptic sure. wasteland. We're going to get a member of the audience on stage have him play Marty. We pick on him. Okay. And then... Like a Point Break Live kind of a thing? A Point Break Live thing. Uh, very Brechtian, you know, want audience participation to happen. There's a DeLorean, which we're going to build uh, using the shrapnel from the nuclear fallout. Uh, big prop budget will be our primary goal. There's some sound effects. We'll encourage the kids to close their eyes uh, and create sign of a Foley artist effect. Because... The power of the stage is really imagination. Like the play takes place in the child's mind, not actually physically represented on stage. And so then we go back in time and that's when they open their eyes. We will have put the stage behind them to let them know we're in the past. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel like puppets should play a role too. Like when we're in the past, the puppets happen. Uh, And that's where Marty meets his father and his father's bully and his mom, who he's sexually attracted to. So it's a good edible moment for the kids who might be experiencing some changing body moments. Um, And then they go back to the future. And when we say the title, we're going to have all the kids say it, too, at the same time. So it's a participatory play. Uh, So now we're going 
back to the future and appreciates his life more now. I forget the moral of that one. I don't know if there is one other than eventually this will be a ride at Universal and you should come and take it. <laughs> I mean, real quick, he, he does appreciate his life more, but also things have changed in his life. He has like a better car and the mean guy is nice and works like everything. It's like, oh, like it comes from within and also without. You know, t- yeah. typical yeah. hero's journey. You come back home and are given lots of wonderful things. <laughs> yeah, you're given laurels. I liked that. I enjoyed that. The The post-apocalyptic kid inside of me leapt for joy. Uh, Mike Kaplan. Yes. Um, give us a post-apocalyptic retelling of Ghostbusters. Your time starts now. Oh, of course. Does it matter what kind of apocalypse it it was or can I... Do I have some? No, I mean you, you've got you've got carte blanche on that one. Okay, great. So these kids these kids were born, let's say, after uh, you know society fell apart. They're living in caves, uh, and they believe that it was done by ghosts. So uh, it's going to be a retelling of Ghostbusters, uh, which we all know to be a beloved comedy movie, but it's going to be a genre twisted into being actual uh, horror. It's going to be scary, as well as sort of like a Blair Witch type presentation, sort of like a live action Blair Witch. Like kids will be sent to like look in the corner. There will be perhaps some psychedelics will be delivered to them. Like maybe, you know, old enough for them to have uh, be ready for this, to have consented to it. You know, who could who could say like the I don't know, the laws are going to be different they'll be gone but uh there's no loss yeah yeah yeah. it's going to be uh immensely uh interactive uh both from the inside uh and the out you know i don't know if they'll be able to get their hands on any like ayahuasca or psilocybin or lsd or whatever they can cobble together uh to make the the ghostly experience like some of the kids will be vomiting uh as you often do in ayahuasca ceremonies so that will represent slimer uh and when he shows up and so then somebody will sort of animate the vomit it'll be very realistic it'll be the closest to cgi that they possibly have uh and so it'll be you know safely done uh, administered with with a guide uh who makes sure that everything is on the up and up as much as possible but uh yeah it will be it will be terrifying it will be i mean and then eventually the comedy and relief will come when the story uh stops when the show is over they're all terrified they'll be like oh my god is that real and they'll be like we don't know but at least we're done telling you now i like that thank you that was very inventive both of you guys, you really used your environment. The, you the, just took it in places that I didn't expect. The having the kids take drugs feels like that should be something we use today in theater, or like a shared. Oh. That'd be so cool. Yeah, especially with uh, Burning Man canceled this year. Yes. Um. Okay. I'm tallying up the points here. Oh boy, that's a tough one. Uh, and as I, as I tally up the points let me just remind our listeners we still would love to see your rain of waters entries so come up with a brief pitch for us send it along you can tweet it to us you can text it to us you can send us a video link call our hotline make our hotline bling uh record it live if you want the extra challenge we will share and repost our favorites remember to tweet us at troubled pod use the hashtag rain r-e-i-g-n of waters let her rip you know what guys I feel so close to you in this time of isolation. It's a tie. Ooh. <gasps> Brooklyn. Brooklyn all the way. Park. You, Park Slope <laughs> or a different part of Park Slope. <laughs> I'm bringing the different parts of Brooklyn together. You've both won. Congratulations. Oh. Oh. That's, that's We so get nice. utter chaos every second of every day. We get a break on our rent. Everybody wins. 
It's Thank the way you. it goes. I, I like so it. Welcome. This feels like in Drag Race when they both have to do a lip sync and then she says neither of them are eliminated. And you're like yeah. ha- happy, but also disappointed, but happy also at the but same happy, time. But happy because you've gotten a good show. We they We've put a, a good we, show. Mike does a good lip sync. Thank you, and so does Zach. He puts it. He leaves it all on the floor. I gotta say, I don't care about your death drop. Don't care. I know a lot of people can do a death drop. I don't care. I don't think it adds anything. You're just falling on the floor. Ooh, elegantly. I take. Who cares? It. Have you? Have you? No, we could do this all day. I'm not going to. <laughs> now let's let's do our patented troubled waters plugs. Uh, plug what you're working on, and then to offset the ego karma, something someone else did that you want the world to know about. Start with you, Mike Kaplan. Sure. Uh, <clears throat> I recorded an album of stand-up comedy in front of a live audience in the before times, recorded last year. It's called AKA. The original title was going to be All Killing Aside. Uh, it was about, it's, a, it's an hour of comedy that I've written thematically about love and compassion and not murdering. And so All Killing Aside, a wonderful title, except when released during a pandemic, perhaps out of context, making people think, are we taking uh, death lightly? Are we like, All Killing Aside, Mrs. Lincoln, how was the play? That sort of thing. I don't mean to uh, bury that. There's It's a time of uncertainty and chaos as my uh, buzz in word has indicated this whole time so we decided i talked to my mom another thing we're going to bring us back through the whole show my mom was like oh all killing killing please take that out of the title so she's like what about all kidding aside i'm like that also removes kidding from the title so we called it aka which is short for both all killing aside and all kidding aside as well as also known as so the title is now also known as aka and it's uh so this has been my my name also is an aka mike kaplan uh originally at birth given the name michael adam kaplan mak so this has been my aka mak ama about an album that comes out on the 8th of may can be pre-ordered today hey yay um you know what you you just went you went nose to tail on that one i i appreciate it and uh, and thank you. You already did plug it at the beginning, too. So I appreciate it is available for pre-order right now. You can get tracks before it even comes out. But yes, 8th of May is when it is all fully available. And I would love uh, I'll, I'm excited to hear what Zach plugs. I second and vouch that. I'll just say a couple other uh, comedians podcasts I did that I that I love. Uh, the Comedy Studio is uh, the comedy club I started out with in Boston. They have a podcast that comes out every week. Uh, it's the Comedy Studio podcast, and their logline is the only podcast, which I think is very funny, and I love. Uh, awesome. And uh, Joe List, comedian, has a podcast called Mindful Metal Jacket. Uh, I also went on my friend Maria Ciampa's podcast recently. It's wonderful. It's called Wrong Voicemail, Boston Edition. Uh, I, you probably don't want me to name every podcast that I that I like and have friends who do, but uh, but there is a lot of them out there. And I, I, finally, I'll just say that I watched the first episode of Midnight Gospel last night, Duncan Trussell's new Netflix cartoon, and it's Ooh. it is delightful and psychedelic and very. If you know Duncan, then you'll enjoy it, and if you don't know Duncan, you should start knowing Duncan, uh, perhaps via Midnight Gospel. Well done. Mike Kaplan, thank you for all of that. Oh, thank you. Zach Zimmerman, what you got? Oh, you know, just follow me on Instagram and Twitter, y'all, at ZZZZ. I did an album like a year ago, but I don't know how long, much longer I can ride that wave. Huh. Um, and in terms of stuff other people are doing, uh, there's a comedian, uh, 
Mike Kaplan, who has an album coming out called AKA. Oh, uh, oh which Zach, I, Zach, will you will you plug my my socials as well? It's just no. my name. Oh, no, I won't. Okay. My, oh, no. that's that. Well, it's very kind of you anyway. Thank you so much. <laughs> you can follow him at Mike Kaplan. Uh, uh, and despite Mike's amazing endorsements, I couldn't find. There's a a woman in L.A. on Twitter who recreated all the Disney movies in her home using just like stuff in quarantine. But I couldn't find her name despite all the like time Mike bought me to try to find that. So uh, those are my plugs. I I know what you're talking about. I've seen I've seen it. People have reposted it and I've seen it, but I can't think of who it is either. I'm Dave Holmes. Um, my uh, my boyfriend's album, my boyfriend Ben Wise, just released a new album called In the Stars Tonight. It is on all of the streaming services. Uh, there is a Bright Light, Bright Light remix of one of the tracks that is uh, should be out by the time we, uh, we drop this. Uh, and the other thing that I would like to, uh, to plug that has nothing to do with our household is there is... Um, the uh, the sister of a former International Waters guest, Paul Foxcroft. I don't know his sister's name, but she took uh, a uh, a taxidermy course, and her final um, her final project uh, was a fox. And it's she really did a terrible job. And so now <laughs> she just she has an Instagram account called Baby Jesus Fox, where she just dresses it up in costumes and puts it places. But in so that's great. That's been a great Instagram follow forever. But uh, most recently, she has started. She's got it up on TikTok. She's got it doing mm. lip syncs and stuff. So the best of those also, if you're not on TikTok, which I'm not, the best of those make it to at Baby Jesus Fox on Instagram, and they're so goddamn funny. May I briefly add a plug for a person in my my household as well? My my girlfriend has yes. an Instagram. Uh, it's yeah. Rini Katharini. Rini and then Katharini with a K. She uh, posts um, videos that she edits, art art performances. Uh, she does all, I, it's hard to even describe what it is, but it's like music, dance, art videos. Sometimes she's in them, sometimes takes old movies and then sets them to new music and like speeds things and slows them down and edits edits for hours to create minutes uh, of, of beautiful content. And uh, so it's a Great. delight for people, especially who I think like uh, RuPaul's Drag Race and the kinds of things that have been discussed here. I feel like you'll you'll enjoy these. I love it. And that's R-I-N-I? R-I-N-I-K-A-T-H-E-R-I-N-I. There it is. Done. Mike Kaplan, Zach Zimmerman, thank you so much for playing Troubled Waters. You there with the AirPods, thank you for listening. We'll see you next time on Troubled Waters. Bye. You've been listening to Troubled Waters with me, Dave Holmes, playing were Mike Kaplan. Yeah, that's me. Zach Zimmerman. That's a me. Uh, I don't know why I did that. I don't know why I did that. I don't know if I'm allowed uh, to do that. Why did you I don't do that? know. I'm so sorry. Our theme music is USA versus White Noise by Ladytron. Thanks to them for letting us use it. The script was written by Riley Silverman and John Luke Roberts. Our producers are Christian Duenas and Laura Swisher. And we all love you. Uh, stay safe, everybody. Bye. Anything you can do, I can do better. I can do anything better than you. No, you can't. Yes, I can. No, you can't. Yes, I can. No, you can't. Yes, I can. Yes, I can. MaximumFun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Audience supported.